It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom and unique incursions into God's word to provide relevance, clarity and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. My name is Mengod Larinda of Cameroon Boyer and I often hear people say that I no longer feel for this person. Like most people, especially couples or those in a relationship, after a while, years or more since, I no longer have feelings for this person. Like I've lost love for this person. And this has provoked me to ask the question, is love a feeling? Thank you. Hello there, good day to you and trust you're doing well. You're once more welcome to yet another episode of your podcast, your favorite show, Ask Solomon Ray. And of course, with your favorite host, myself, Solomon Ray. Through this podcast, our goal is to seek to dissolve your doubts so you can perceive life and approach it correctly. Understanding your Christian walk with Jesus Christ and your Christian living with others, enabling you to maximize your time, your purpose, and assignment for the glory of God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's begin, as usual, with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your light. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord, for this platform. And I want to thank you for the impact that you're creating through this platform. I want to thank you for the listeners all over the world. I want to thank you, Lord, for the understanding you're distilling through my voice. I want to thank you for everything because there is nothing that we can do without you. We can't even think. We can't even understand. We can't even move because everything that we have is from you. There is nothing that we own or that we possess or that we enjoy that is not from you. Lord, help us to be more humble. Help us to yearn more to you and to be devoted totally and completely to you and to the cause that you lead in our lives, in the lives of everyone else on earth and for the earth. Thank you, Father. Start with us and use my voice to speak to your people. Grant me grace and grant me understanding as you've always done so your people can be ushered into new dimensions of vistas of understanding of who you are and who you've called us to be. Be glorified in everything that I do and that we do and think and say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
So first and foremost, once more, thank you again for being part of this podcast. And I want to welcome our listeners, our friends from Israel who just joined the family. Thank you very much for being a part of this family and for listening. The more people we are getting, the more people are listening to this, we are encouraged because beyond everything, my drive is to make sure that we have an understanding, the correct understanding of God's word and also to bring perspective and clarity to our Christian walk with God or to our walk with God and our Christian living with others and through everything we do. So thank you very much again, our listeners from Lebanon and especially from Israel, those who just joined us. Thank you very much. God bless you. And do well to share this podcast, this to everyone now. Share these episodes to everyone, to your friends and families. And evangelism has never been this easy. With a click of a button, the share, we can share to literally thousands of people. So please, this is not to hype. A person but this is to relay God's word to as many people as we can if we understand the kingdom mandate of Christ on earth we can't do it alone one person can do it we have to do it together because that's how he has arranged everything and mandated that everything should unfold so when we learn and we understand and our neighbor our friends and families are still kept in misunderstanding are still kept in ignorance as touching particular things in life or even in our christian world then the body suffers so when we are enlightened we gain understanding through this platform and every other platform let's always make it a habit to share with one another so that we all can grow and it is our actions in synergy that's going to make the world and the assignment of jesus christ to come to pass in your family in your community the country that you live in the continent that you live in and even the world at large thank you very much again for all of you listening and i want to take this time out to thank our friends at Gemma production services they're the ones from day one who are editing the show and making sure that it comes out crisp and in a way that we all enjoy and the way we have been gleaning and we have been responding to this podcast is proof positive that our friends at Gemma production services are doing an amazing job so for those who want to start a podcast or even who need some editing services you can always reach out to them i have their link in the show notes and you can reach out to them and you guys talk just tell them that you're coming from the aslumun ray podcast and they are going to receive you well there's nothing a kickback from me i'm just happy at what they do and just to encourage them as well and also they are christians and they are looking forward to further the gospel of christ through their editing services so please do to reach out to them and let them know you're a listener of this podcast and they are going to make sure that they receive you everyone but especially those who are listening to this podcast you're going to have a preferred rate and treatment so god bless you and thank you once more again to our people at gamma production services once more the link to their whatsapp contact is in the show notes so do well to reach out to them thank you very much god bless you so today our question is quite peculiar it's love of feeling and thank you very much larinda for always asking some very pertinent questions and i'm very happy 
when I see we very inquisitive and ask questions. I have no restrictions. I have no objections to the kind of questions that you can pose here in this show or through this platform. So make sure that you're always asking your questions. It's always important. The question that you might think that is irrelevant or not pertinent, you'll be amazed at God's perspective to that question and the answers that will ensue from that. So thank you once more, Larinda, and God bless you. So love is love of feeling. I understand where you come from. I understand where we all come from, including myself, many years back. It's a grooming that we've been groomed. It's an understanding that we've had for a very long time, for centuries and even for millenniums and all of that. So I understand. And this has led to a lot of faulty results when it comes to relationships. And by the election of grace, God has helped me to understand some mysteries and not mysteries because they are hidden. They are hidden in plain sight, but it just requires a hunger and a passion to know. And God is always a reward of those diligently seek him and those who really want to know. It's amazing. I always tell people that the word of God is the most important person that you can ever interact with. And when I say this, I'm aware that many of us that I talk to, like when I have my training session or even my teaching sessions, many of us don't understand what I mean because it's something that unless it is revealed to you and you experience it personally, it will not make any sense to you. It will make sense in terms of you are aware of what is happening, you are aware of your study life, but it's one thing to be aware of the word of God in letters and to be aware of the word of God as a person. I always ask myself, if God did not give us his word, where would I have been? The word of God is the singular most important person that you need. Without him, you're going to wreak my role in a life of failure and despair. And that's the reality of all those who dare to operate by something else apart from the word of God, even in the body of Christ. Because it is very possible to be a Christian and not operate by and from the word of God. Not through the word of God, by and from the word of God. So, we have to understand certain things and I'm taking it slowly because, again, it's a very pertinent question. We have to understand what the feeling is. We have to understand what emotion is and we have to understand some other components that I'm going to be talking about in this session. It's always very important to define things, to define words. I've realized throughout my teaching career and even my corporate work being the head of the national organization and all of that, to realize that many of us when I teach and train, we might think that we understand certain concepts and certain things. And when we are asked point blank, define this, what do you understand by feeling? People will not really know how to pin words to them. Meaning that we have just some stints of what a word might mean, but we don't know fully what it means. So it makes us to walk in error or not even to walk in lack of understanding in that component. Always make sure that you understand what words mean. Words are the unit of life. And time is the unit of destiny. You fumble with your words, you are fumbling with your life. Life is the administration of words. Words are the unit of life. So a feeling is an emotional state or reaction. That's what a feeling is. An emotional state or reaction. It's a reaction from something. An emotional state or reaction. Meaning a feeling is an emotion. And what is an emotion? An emotion is a natural instinctive state of mind derived from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. An emotion is a natural instinctive state of mind derived from one's circumstances, moods, or relationship with others. Meaning our emotions or your emotions are derived from external factors 
one circumstances, mood, relationships and other things. Meaning we can't alter the way we feel about things or if we want to alter the way we feel about something, we have to change how we relate or we have to change what influences us. But again, it's very futile and very misleading to live your life from your emotions, from your feelings. And sadly, that's the life of the natural man, of every human being born of a woman, as the Bible puts it. It's not because that's how God made us, God created us in the beginning. This is a result of the two-phase or the two-part corruption project that the devil undertook. And again, there's no time for me to start talking about that. It's a whole lesson that I have. When God created man, everything was good, he said. And he says in his word, but the devil went to a two-phase corruption project. Part 1 was at the Garden of Eden and part 2 is what we find in the latter part of Genesis where God says that from the time that the sons of God, the fallen angels, came and communed and laid with the daughters of men, the Bible says it corrupted the ways of man completely. And from that point on, man at the heart of his nature has been corrupted, has been altered to the point where Noah was the only one with his children and the wife were rescued. When the Bible says that Noah was perfect in his generations, it's not saying that Noah was perfect and righteous, though the Bible says that he was, but that phrase in the Bible, and Noah was perfect in his generations with an S, it's saying that Noah was the only one at that time with his children who had pure human blood as God created it because every other thing living on the surface of the earth had been corrupted, even animals and human beings. So that's just to say that from that point on, human beings began to live from their senses. Human beings began to make sense. Human beings began to make life decisions based on how they feel, based on how they react emotionally concerning something else. And that's what the Bible talks about, human wisdom being sensual. If we read from James chapter 3, from verses 13 to 16, from the New King James Version, and it reads, 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. 14. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. 15. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly or earthy, sensual, demonic. 16. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Human wisdom is sensual wisdom meaning humans define life busy and purely from their senses how they feel that's why if you ask anybody around they'll tell you the purpose of life is to be happy because being happy being blissful is the ultimate goal of people who are still operating from human wisdom so why am i saying all of this i'm trying to bring us to the point where we understand where this language of feeling and love stems from and the bible has said replete many things about living by the senses negatively you walk by faith not by sight and the sight there is like alluding to the senses 
we don't relate with God and relate with others based on how we feel. We don't define our life based on how we feel. That's why even today, the way we relate with the word of God and even with things is based on how we feel. So that's the genesis of how man began to interpret love based on feeling and take a stock and see where we are. Why is it very important to understand that living from feeling is not the right way to go and God frowns at that bitterly? It's because living from feeling brings you to one place and one place only. You become self-seeking because all that matters to you is your happiness. All that matters to you is what makes you happy, what makes you to feel good. And the root of living by your feeling and your senses is that you are self-seeking. So if we read again from James chapter 3, from verses 15, the same Bible reference I gave earlier, but now from verse 15 to 16. James chapter 3, from verses 15 to 16. This wisdom does not descend from above, meaning it's not from God, but it is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and evil thing are there. Meaning envy and being self-seeking is a product of earthly wisdom which is sensual and which is demonic. Remember I talked about the corruption project that happened far earlier in time. So the wisdom of man and the wisdom of the devil are equal because the devil has corrupted the wisdom of man and even the nature of man. So by default, everyone operates according to the wisdom of the devil, which is earthly, sensual. So that's why you can find that many people are approaching love from a sensual place, how they feel. They want to be happy. You ask anybody who wants to get married or who is looking forward to getting married, why do you want to get married? The reason they'll always give you are self-seeking. The woman will tell you, I want a man who will make me happy. I want a man who will provide for me. I want a man who is this. And all the criterion they will give is what will make them happy. And you ask the man, why do you want to get married? I want to get married because I want a woman who is going to take care of the house. I want a woman who will give me children. I want a woman who is going to make sure that my dress are washed. I want a woman who is going to... And all of those things that they are looking forward to having in the other person is so that they can be happy. So when the man takes care of the wife, buys her the Chanel bag and all the other things, a car and everything, she is happy. So she loves the man. And when the man has the woman who gives him children and takes care of the home, he is happy. So he loves the person. And I always tell this whenever I teach and I can mention it. I always tell people that 100% of the time, if you are not operating by the wisdom of God and you're just operating by natural instincts, if you are a man or a woman, you don't love the person. I know you're on the altar saying, yes, in love and sickness and everything. They don't love you or you don't love the person. You love what the person and how the person will make you feel. That's really what you love. So you love yourself in the person. This is the central feature of loving from your feelings because all you're seeking for is to be happy. And I'm not saying happiness is a bad thing, but I'm saying the route that we take to having that is purely selfish. And this is the main argument of the humanist, the naturalist, those who are running the affairs of the world today and they tell you, you make sense of life from how you feel from your emotions, from your feeling. If you don't like something, then it's not good. If you like something, then it is good for you. 
and that's why we have a lot of disasters in the body of Christ and in the world when it comes to marriage. A lot of disaster because we are trying to approach love from a selfish end feeling. So you see that in defining love as a feeling, we are grossly in error. Just take a time and think about it. The time you were pronouncing your vows to your wife or your vows to your husband. Just think about it. Who do you really love? You love how the person will make you feel. That's who you really love. You don't love the person. You might think you love the person. And I'm not saying that that's how it should be. I'm saying that when we operate from the human standpoint and from human wisdom and understanding and from the human nature, that's always going to be the way we are going to respond to love. Remember, the heart of man is desperately wicked. It's so wicked to the point that it is skillful enough to even deceive the person who has the heart. That's how desperately wicked the heart of man is. The Good News translation says the heart of man is too sick to be healed. So you might think that you love John or you love Mary because truly you think you love John and Mary but when the thing you loved about John and Mary changes, you say you don't love John again. No, the thing that you loved about John has gone. It's not John you loved, it's not Mary you loved, it's the thing that you saw in John that you loved. It is the character, it is the habit, it is the look that you saw about Mary that you loved. So when that thing depletes or erodes, it now affects how you feel about John and Mary. Therefore, it plays on how you respond to that person. The reason why we are going to say, I don't love you again because I don't feel for you again. So what is love? Love from the human standpoint is a feeling and emotion because that's how humans those who operate from their human nature that's how they make meaning of life but for us who are disciples of jesus christ for those of us who are born again love is an attitude and what's an attitude an attitude is a settled way of thinking about someone or something an attitude is derived from your nature and the information system that dominates and controls your mind an attitude is a settled way of thinking about something or someone. So you see that unlike emotion and feeling, which are purely sensual, attitude has to do with thinking, how you think, meaning that your thinking can override your emotion. You don't feel a particular way about this thing, but you know that this thing is good for you. Your thinking can override your feeling and cause your feeling to align with how you think. That's why those who are very sensual and those who are Christians and even unbelievers who operate by human nature will tell you something like, my heart has chosen and what the heart chooses I cannot unchoose. Some kind of human talk and I wonder where we got that from. Particularly my female friends, the heart has chosen. We've come up with so many languages and so many cliche terms to kind of talk about love and how we relate with it. The heart has chosen. And when they had on choose that you got to a divorce, I'm not trying to push you or something, but I want to make us to understand when did your heart on choose that you ended the relationship? When did your heart on choose that you started slapping your wife and beating her up? When did your heart on choose that you began to disrespect him anyhow? Your heart has no life of its own. You are in charge. But you can only be in charge, really, when you start living your life from the Word of God. First, being born again and living your life from the Word of God. Imagine if, to God, love was an emotion and a feeling. He would have killed everyone 
because every day we wrong him people he created they are finding ways and writing books to convince the world that he does exist people he created and died for they are acting movies to portray him as a gay people he died for and suffered the most cruel of death are making fun of him and are saying he's irrelevant in their lives if love were an emotion and a feeling to god then he would have dealt with all of us myself inclusive but because to god love is not an emotion or a feeling love is an attitude meaning that though he can feel angry but his attitude his mindset is what dominates how he relates with us and i said an attitude is derived from your nature and the information system that dominates and controls your mind because the attitude focuses primarily and mainly on your thinking pattern your attitude is determined by your nature how your nature gives rise or gives birth to the nature of your mind because your mind has a nature so there is the mind of man the mind of god and there is the mind of christ the mind of christ is the mind of god that's why in romans chapter 12 from verses 1 and 2 verse 2 particularly paul calls us the bible calls us god calls us to renew our mind by changing how we think renew your mind meaning god has changed your nature when you're born again he has changed your nature but most of us are still operating with the wrong mind with the mind of solomon ray and that mind of solomon ray is a human mind that interprets life from the human point of view from feelings and emotions thereby making the result of the life of god in your life to be of no effect not that you are not a christian but the way you relate with god now becomes faulty that's why it's important in developing the right attitude to relate with love correctly we must change our nature through the born again experience and change the nature of our mind from the human mind to the mind of christ and after doing that we now operate by and from the word of god because your mind without the word is nothing your mind is a receptacle that receives the word and that leads to comprehension and all of that and when we change the nature of our mind is going to affect our passions is going to affect our desires is going to affect our pleasures so the most important thing in this journey of understanding love correctly is to undergo the process of transfiguration where we are transfigured in the nature of our mind we have a completely different mind so in that portion he's not talking about changing from smoking to not smoking no he's talking about changing the nature of your mind changing the mind from the human mind to having the mind of christ in experience and that leads to us operating from and by the word of god it's important to understand that when we operate from human nature and we interpret love as a feeling or emotion, you will now say, I can't understand my feeling. I can't understand. And you can't understand love. That's just how I feel. That's how humans speak. But where you understand that love is an attitude, an attitude can be understood. And therefore, an attitude can be replicated. For anything to be replicated, it must be understood. If you cannot understand something, you cannot replicate it. I hope it makes sense. So an attitude can be understood and can be replicated. So I'm leading us to a place where we have to understand now the love of God. Because you have the love of man and the love of God. The love of man is how man interprets love from their nature. That makes them to manifest love differently. The love of God is derived from who God is and how God operates. 
That's why Jesus Christ, when he was about to end his ministry or his time on earth, he said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love each other as I have loved you. And by that pronouncement, he counseled what we call the golden rule. Love others as you love yourself. And we still quote that as the highest rule in life. Christ gave a better rule. Love others as I have loved you, making God the reference point of how you love people and how you love him. The previous commandment, the golden rule, love others as I have loved you, was a very defunct love type and it was hinged on how humans relate with love and relate with each other. Imagine that if I fail an assignment, I love myself to the point that I can commit suicide. That's a bit extreme. I can starve myself for seven days. I can starve myself for four days because I can't forgive myself that I made this kind of error. That's how much I love myself. So what happens when you do the same thing to yourself or you fail in an exercise which I expected you to pass in in flying colors? The way I love myself by starving myself is the way I'm going to love you and I'm not out of character. I'm just loving you the way I love myself. The old type of love, what we have come to call as a golden rule, is just how man relates with love based on his nature. When Christ, in going, knowing that he was going to transform us through the new birth experience, said, Love each other as I have loved you, making God the yardstick and the masterpiece of how we manifest love to each other. And for God to say that and to usher in his love is because he knows that love can be understood because love is an attitude. Let's read Ephesians chapter 3. From verses 14 to 19 and it reads 14 for this reason i bow my knees to the father of our lord jesus christ 15 from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named 16 that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through the spirit in the inner man 17 that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width and length and depth and height 19 and the last and to know the love of god which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of god whenever i read this passage i always have some tingling i always feel like shouting but let's focus here from verse 17 that christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend to understand with all the saints what is the depth, the width, and the length, and the depth, and the height. To know the love of Christ. To know it. So God is saying that to manifest his love and to relate with love correctly as God does, we have to understand that number one, our mind has to be transfigured, changed from the mind of Solomon Ray, the mind of Larinda to the mind of Christ, perceiving life, having the perspective of Christ and to understand that love is an attitude. It can be learned, it can be understood and it can be replicated may be able to comprehend with all the saints what are the full dimensions of love, the width of the love of God, the length of the love of God, the depth of the love of God, and the height of the love of God, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Anything that cannot be understood cannot be replicated. And that is when you focus on something being a feeling. But anything that is an attitude is controlled from the mind and the mind is controlled by knowledge. You can't love who you don't know. You can't love what you don't know. 
imagine I just tell you that love him or love her. You say love who? Because you don't know the person. But if I start telling you, oh, Larinda, love John. And you say, okay, John, who is John? And I say, John is a tall guy. John is fair. John is chocolate. He has some dark hairs. He's eloquent. He loves God. He has a company. Do you now see that your interest in John starts increasing? The more you know about John, the more your feeling starts tingling towards John. Love is controlled by knowledge. It's just that human beings are so in touch with their feelings. Now they feel that it is the way they feel that is the real deal. It is love. When someone gets married, it's because of the information that they have received about the person and they have decided to get married. When someone divorces, it's always about an information that they have received that discounts what they knew and they decide to leave. So love is an attitude that is controlled by the information that you know and that is determined by your nature and the mind that controls your life. The love of God can be understood and replicated. It can have a whole lesson called the nine shades of love. Let's read Galatians chapter 5 from verses 16 to 25. The shades of the love of God. Just briefly, passing and we close. 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. 18. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, 20. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, heresies, 21. Envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now this is my focus, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. 24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. 25 and the last. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So what are the nine shades of the love of God? If you want to replicate the love of God, you must understand these nine shades and practice them. So number one, love. I won't define them, I'll just list them. There's no time for that. Number one is love. Number two is joy. Number three is peace. Number four, long-suffering. Number five, kindness. Number six, goodness. Number seven, faithfulness. Number eight, gentleness. And number nine, self-control. You can love when you're not joyful. You can love when yourself are not at peace. You can love like God when you don't have endurance. That's long-suffering, endurance. Somebody has bad character, you endure. Your boss has a faulty character, you endure. People around you have some hard things, you endure. Because endurance will lead to something else down. You can't love like God when you are not kind. You are not a kind person. You are not friendly. You can't love like God when you are not good and gentle. You can't love like God when you are not faithful, loyal. That's faithfulness, loyalty. You are with your friend, you are with your husband, your wife in good times and bad times. When you say for better, for worse, you mean it with every ounce of who you are. 
loyalty does not only become happy during good times and flees during bad times. Loyalty is with the person during good and bad times because that's how God loves. You can't love like God where you're not gentle and you can't love like God where you don't have self-control. And the love there is not the love that is talking about like I'm talking about here. Love plus joy plus peace plus long-suffering plus kindness plus goodness plus faithfulness plus gentleness and plus self-control equals to the love of God. You want to replicate the love of God, you must understand these nine shapes and practice them and you're going to be manifesting the love of God to everyone and to yourself and even relate with God correctly. So like I said, if we have to understand love correctly and relate with love correctly and manifest love correctly, we have to be born again which gives us to the life and nature of God. We have to have the mind of Christ changed from our human mind, the mind of Solomon Ray, that perceives life differently, that interprets life from feelings and emotion, to the mind of Christ that interprets love and life from the lens of the Word of God. And number three, to understand and to replicate the love of God, we must live by and from the Word of God. I have not said live through the Word of God. Live by as your source and from the word of God as your reference. So thank you again Larinda very much for this question and I hope that you found relevance in this. I could have gone like a stretch into trying to answer this question because it's a very lengthy one but again I'm making sure that we don't stretch ourselves all the time so we understand some things. I have a lesson that talks about this love issue extensively. It's a very extensive lesson that I had to teach and train some people understanding love. Love is not a feeling. Love is not an emotion. Love is an attitude. And being an attitude, we can learn to love like God. We can replicate the love of God. And that is actually a very strong commitment from God to make sure that we live the life that He lives and we manifest the quality of His character to our world, meaning we love like Him. That's why Christ said, Love each other as I have loved you. That's why Paul says, be imitators of God as dearly beloved children, loving like Him. Love. You don't live because you feel like living. You don't beat because you feel like beating. You love like God. You love like Christ because love is an attitude. And we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to God. And we owe it to all creation to manifest His level, His quality of love because the love of God is our strategy for influence. If you love others that have loved you, the world would know that you are mine. They would know that you are mine. Human beings are too sick because the heart of man is too sick to be healed. Thank you very much. Let's pray. But I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for your life. I want to thank you for your love. I want to thank you for granting us the capacity to understand your love and to replicate your love to a dying world. The Lord forgive us for not being diligent in our pursuit of you. Forgive us for not being diligent in seeking to know you so we can become as you are and manifest your life and character in and through everything we do. Lord, I pray for your people that have listened to this podcast. May they understand these words as you intend them to understand. And may they believe, give them the courage to believe and to alter their understanding 
to seek and pursue to change the nature of their mind from the mind that they were born with as human beings to the mind that is yours in Christ Jesus, the mind of Jesus. And I pray that as they decide to perceive love like you and to love like you, Lord, may you accentuate and may you fast forward everything they do. May you grant them favor. May you grant them favor with men, with their boss, with their colleagues in the name of Jesus. May this podcast go to repair every impaired relationships. May this podcast go to repair every broken relationship because now we know how to relate with love. Now we know that we have to be more patient. We have to be more loyal. We have to be more kind towards one another and especially towards our husbands and towards our wives, towards our children and towards our parents, towards our leaders and everyone around us. Thank you, Father. Be glorified in everything that we do and say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you very much, Larinda. God bless you. And I call on all of you to share your questions, please. You might think it's an easy and simple question, but the crux of things and the heart of things are always in simple things. So please share your questions. And to those of us listening from other nations all over the world, please, if you're finding value and you have a testimony to share about any episode that has changed you and there's a story that you want to share, you can always reach out in the show notes. You are going to see a link there, a WhatsApp link, or you can send an email and share your testimony, your testimonial. So we know what's happening and also others can be encouraged by it. Thank you very much. God bless you. Share this podcast and every other episode you listen to. Don't grow alone because you alone, I alone cannot make the assembly of Jesus Christ to come to pass. We have to work together. God bless you. I've been Solomon Ray, Goleswear, your podcast host and your friend. God bless you. Love you all. Bye-bye. Cheers. this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two. Please feel free to send in your questions using the Q&A button if you're on Spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on Apple Podcast or any other player. Getting value from this podcast? Consider doing the following steps. Step 1. Leave a review after the show notes below. Step 2. Share with your friends and loved ones via social media. Step 3. Give towards the acquisition of our recording studio using the appropriate link in the show notes which enables you to give via mobile money or PayPal or Visa and MasterCard payments. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to share your story. We genuinely love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus. Till then, have a blessed day ahead. And remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.